So uh, now we yeah. should be here. And uh, if, if anybody's watching right now, I'm sorry to disappoint. We're not playing Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah. We Please just no. We just aren't. Not why tonight. Not? Why? I mean, I could. Do you guys just want to sit and watch Can me play Elden Ring? And Nick will have some of the game spoiled for him. I don't think that he would appreciate that. Uh, I'm pretty, pretty far. Oh, you are? Yeah, I I have like two or three of the the boss like sigils pretty, from killing pretty. the major bosses. So. Nice. And I've I've explored most of the most of the game. There's just like a handful of bosses that I just can't can't deal yeah. with. So I'm I'm on a bit of a hiatus, but I'll I'll get back to it eventually. I'm Jeez, on, I'm, I'm, I made it to the Godskin Duo is where I'm at right now. That's what they call me. The God skin duo. The big tub. They're both wearing like flayed skin as armor. Ooh. There's a really big fat one. And then a skinny one who like oh. kind of stretches body and like morph himself. Okay. Then, so it's, it's very much like Ornstein and smog from the first game. It's annoying as hell is what it is. Yeah. Sounds, but I, I've defeated, <laughs> I've defeated the fire giant. Have you defeated the fire giant? Uh, I don't, is that in like volcano manor? No. No, it's up in the snowy area oh. where the giants are fighting. He's he's one of the ones where um, if you decide to burn the Erd tree, that's where you have to go. Okay, let's kill the fire giant. So there are where I'm at. There are four main bosses and one optional boss left. Um, Melania, which is the famous the let me solo her. Yeah, right. Um, the yeah, yeah that's that's hard. one of the ones that's like it's. I, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna see. You're She's been nerfed. <laughs> yeah. no no uh but that but that's where i'm at right now is i'm at this castle it's like if you if you're looking at the map as a whole all the way to the east side like completely disconnected from the land there's this castle that's like suspended in the air by tornadoes mm. and there's like windstorms and like drag dragons that have like four or eight wings and like shoot lightning wow like it's it's insane it's what happens right after you go and defeat the fire giant Okay, interesting. I'll yeah. have to I'll have to do some more exploring. Um, I'm kind of stuck at the moment. Uh, there are these um, knight type uh, boss bosses that there are several of mm-hmm. um, that in particular have like a shield slam that ripples through the the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm I am have gotten to several points where I've gotten to a boss fight and it's been something like that. Either two of them at once in one of the like underground tombs yeah um or there's a boss fight where you fight like a werewolf guy and then uh partway after like 40 seconds um one of those knights shows up and i can beat the werewolf guy consistently Mm -hmm. not the the knight guy so i think i'm also using the um what's that katana the the moon katana the the Mm -hmm. one that that scales with the moon lover with intelligence um, and I'm, I haven't found that one. I feel like that has been nerfed because it was talked about a lot as really good early on. And so I would not be surprised if it has been made weaker. And that might be why I'm struggling. Yeah. On the way to fight the fire giant, there's, um, you know, some of those boss encounters that come up where it's, uh, it, it's like, it's like it's PVP, but it's not, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. um, there's one of those where they have the, it, it's like the bloodstained katana. It's the weapon that everybody uses to cheese everything. Cause it has some of the highest bleed damage in the game. Mm. Um, I have it and I've been resisting the urge to use it. I've been mm. trying out a bunch of different builds, but I've been using the same curved greatsword since I beat, uh, one of the Evergall bosses. It's the, um, blood bloodhound knights curved greatsword. Nice. And I've, been using that the entire game i've tried switching to up other weapons 
I just yeah. don't like them. And I don't use shields. I dodge everything. Nice. And uh, I just have a, I just two handed giant ass great sword. That's, that's way cool. Hey, Zach, it. wake up. Yep. All right. We're, we're moving on from, uh, <laughs> from Elden Ring to actually start the episode. Um, yeah, hello everyone. Welcome to uh, episode 52 of the Co-Hops podcast. Uh, I am Nick, your host for this week, and I am joined by... Hello, I'm Zach. And this guy over here. My name is Steve this week. Great. <laughs> Great. Steve Urkel. Uh, it's actually Steve Jim Bob, so... Oh, Steve Jim Bob. Yeah. Three first names. You've got one up on Ricky Bobby. That's and, right. <laughs> anyway... It's, uh, all, it's two hyphens. Steve hyphen Jim hyphen Bob. Yes. No, it's it's Steve Jim Bob. <laughs> Esquire. Yes. <laughs> the fourth. Uh, in any case, uh, we have gotten a, a local favorite that is not available really to anybody outside of Bellingham um, because uh, this, this beer is from other lands uh, who only does growler fills and taps. So we got a growler of household gods. Um, and uh, before we get into explaining what that is, um, a little preview of what we're talking about. Um, I am talking about uh, Remnant from the Ashes, a PC game from a few years ago that I recently discovered and binged my way through. Um, Zach's still on Days Gone, and Garrett is a, an enigma. He's a mystery. Yeah. yeah. It's it's Steve Jim Bob. Who's yep. Garrett? Steve oh, Jim yeah, Bob. Right. Yeah. Um and then uh we in lieu of a news item, uh we have a particularly involved question of the week uh from uh Chip B on Discord uh asking us about our Steam decks and how we're liking them. So stay tuned for all that. Uh but for now uh, Garrett, why don't you tell us about this uh, beer that you've selected? Maybe if I can get back to my seat. Um, <laughs> I tried to stretch. <laughs> no, I appreciate Garrett. it. I, yeah, it was like, oh, I'm why? trying to grab this thing. Okay, yeah, because I'll do show and tell since now we have a video medium. So hey, you yeah. should just talk to more slow-mo, Nick. <laughs> Garrett, how's this beer? Nick, it's great. This beer's great. <laughs> <laughs> so um so as uh as nick said otherlands beer it's right down the street from my office um grabbed a growler of it um this one's called household gods it's a keller beer lager oh. it's 5.2 percent abv um, the description is rustic full flavored pale lager inspired by the beers of uh franconia germany uh, expressive and fruity with a very mellow carbonation um so otherlands beer I forgot the brewer's name, but he actually studied for a couple of years in studied brewing in Germany for a couple of years and then brought that very heavy German influence over to the Pacific Northwest. So Otherlands Beers, if you're in Bellingham and you talk to um, any of the bartenders, you'll say, where's your favorite place? And 
they unanimously say Otherlands. Um, this is one of the high, this is like the brewer's favorite spot yeah. to go. Um, and like Nick was saying, they have bottles, but they don't distribute them. They're available bottles there. Um, and you can get these fancy growlers, which they do a deposit on. So you can just pay it and keep it and have these awesome branded growlers. Um, or you just get cheap fills whenever you go in. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. We've, um, I've only been there in person once before, but their tap list definitely shows the German influence. Um, when I was, when we were first starting this show to sort of educate myself as somebody who had mostly been drinking ambers and ciders, uh, I watched a video of like, what are all the different kinds of beer? And there are a lot of German varieties, uh, and, uh, a lot of them, the only place I've seen them is Otherlands. So like a yeah. Keller beer, I it's, there were like a hundred varieties, so I don't remember the specifics of it, but, um, but that was one of the ones that they talked about in that video. Um, I think it was a wired video. Mm-hmm. But, it was. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I you, sent you it, sent to, it to us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I talked <laughs> hey, about the dumb too. Here, watch talk this. Talk about the hell is lager. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's funny. I, I took a sip while you were describing it and I went, Oh, I'm going to wait for him to say fruity because that is the first thing that <laughs> yeah. hit me. I was like, whoa, yeah. that yeah. is surprising. Like, I, you know, smelling it, it's like, oh, this is a lager, right? I didn't expect the fruity right. hit to just come out of that. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, like, lagers are usually pretty plain to my understanding of lagers. And this one is really, yeah, like, flavorful, juicy. Um, and, yeah, very, very lightly carbonated. It doesn't, like, hit you super mm-hmm. hard. It's, I know we'd say this all the time it's very drinkable mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i have a funny story about other lands that uh you you nick were present for the one oh, time yeah. you went there i was with you and garrett made fun of me for this uh-huh. oh yeah we uh yeah, we had some friends from out of town um uh our question asker this week chip was among them and they wanted to go experience the different breweries and one of the ones they went to was other lands i think it might have been your suggestion i'm not sure it was and so yes, I was getting off work and I'm like, oh, we're going to a brewery. Like I am just craving like a pub burger and fries and just like had it on the mind for hours. I was like, oh, this is going to be so good. I'm going to drink beer, eat a fat ass hamburger. <laughs> and we get there and they're like, oh, we're vegan. We we have like falafel and pretzels. And, and not just vegan, but like specifically don't do meal food. It's all like yeah, it's all snack food. But it's like... Yeah, they had like shakshuka, and I'm like, this is th- what? <laughs> I want a hamburger. <laughs> I had pierogies; they were really good. Too like, bad, eat your shakshuka. <laughs> the the pretzel that I had was good. Like, don't get me wrong, the food was good. The beer is great. Yeah, they I have a great say, brunch too. I had a saison when I was there that was delicious, phenomenal. Yeah, but I was just severely like mentally let down. I was just like uh, so ready for this hamburger all day. I laughed so hard when Zach was <laughs> like, "What the fuck? I wanted a hamburger. Why'd you send us to this place? It's all vegan." And I'm like, "Because they have, they have great beer and their food's good." And he's like, "I want a hamburger." Yeah, <laughs> just mentally mentally defeated. But the 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 pretzel I had was good. I have no complaints about the stuff that I ate there. Just wasn't what I was craving. Yeah, everything was great, but it was not. Uh, it was not your typical pub fare. But that is a good thing, if you expect it. Yeah, it's a very uh, Bellingham place. It really is. Have you guys been in the bar? Yeah, I went, well, like up, like upstairs. I went to the bar? and looked Ooh. at it, but mm. I, didn't, I haven't like been there. It's cool. There. I like it. There's a bunch of like old German signs and stuff there, so yeah, it's pretty cool. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> You may hear a dog in the what background. 
I'm Dep- unsure how much these mics pick up. Yeah, depending on how good the gating is on these these microphones. If not, we're just insane people. Yep. Yeah. She never there must be somebody at the door, but my um my doorbell thing says no one's there. So I don't know. It's a ghost. Yeah, okay, it's a ghost. Amazing. It is, it is spooky month after all. It, it, it is. is. Speaking of, I was told that I'm not allowed to say spooky because it's uh it's racist. Really? It's it's uh it's questionable. Um, because uh the term spook was derogative. It was. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. Which also like uh there's a character in a book that Garrett and I both like who or I think yeah. you yeah. yes. Um, yeah, Mistborn. Yep. Yeah, there's a character named Spook and uh it, Zach doesn't like it. <laughs> I've read all of the Mistborn books. No, Zach oh, okay. doesn't like it. Okay, that's right. I don't Zach, like Spook go, very go much. Go over there and eat your vegan pretzel. I, no. <laughs> I always forget which of us has read which Sanderson books. We, we, uh, Garrett, have you done Era 2 Mistborn yet? Or just Era 1? No, just okay. Era 1. So about, I'm, I'm all the way caught up. Okay, how about Stormlight Archive? Zero. Zero. Okay. He has. I'm, I started I'm, reading Elantris. Oh, uh, that's so Elantris? Elant- uh, it's actually Elantris, if you look uh, at the pronunciation guide, which I, is stupid. I like the, had to stop because I'm like, oh my God. how do I pronounce these names? <laughs> or like, what are they? Oh, no, it's this. Oh, Rayoden. It's this? Yeah, Rayoden. Yeah. And then like every time I'd have to sit there and be like, Rayoden. Yeah. Wow, and well, I got it's like the first fifty pages. <laughs> it's yeah, it's definitely like first. So it wasn't the first book Sanderson wrote, but it was the first one he published, and it definitely has wasn't like, his like ninth book he wrote or eighth. It or was something? like twelfth. It was really late. Like yeah, yeah he just had a bunch of failures. Uh, yeah, a bunch of stuff that he couldn't couldn't find a publisher for, which is so funny considering that he's like the biggest author in. He's huge now, now. Yeah, that was the first one I read. It made me fall in love with him, and then I borrowed uh, Mistborn from Kale, devoured it. Yeah, borrowed the second one from him, devoured it, and then I was just like waiting for the third book. I was just like wow. twitching. I was like, I need the third book. <laughs> when and I, I read it in like a week, which is really fast for me because I don't, I don't usually uh, sit down. Zach doesn't usually read like letters. I, yeah. No, they're well, hard. <laughs> but like so, symbols, yeah. maybe. I had that experience with him too, where I just devoured as much as I could, um, and had to really pace myself by switching between series of his. Um, so I like read the first three Mistborn and then I read Elantris and then I read Era 2, which when I started reading his stuff, um, book three of Era 2 was about to come out. Oh, wow. Um, you got into it fairly late. I, I did. Yeah. Um, it was last week. Yeah. Right. Uh, it <laughs> That's was be- impressive. It was before uh, book three of the Stormlight Archive came out. That's what I'm currently listening to right nice. now. Nice. Not right now, but. Well, that's been your, it's uh, in my ear your Sanderson Hop Minute. Uh, yeah, okay. So Welcome to Sanderson Hops. We've uh, <laughs> we've definitely got gotten uh, off track here. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, that's it's uh, I haven't done my research fully on the the use of spooky as a term. Oh, <laughs> I was um, like, how did we even get to Sanderson? Uh, yeah, I right. I forgot. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm not qualified to talk about the the spooky or not spooky. I'm going to continue saying spooky until uh, somebody tells me not to that I care about. Oh, oh, somebody you didn't care about told you not to say it. No, it was it was nobody has told me. It was somebody told a friend who told me, and I see. he was like, "Did you know we can't say spooky anymore?" <laughs> and I was like, "Maybe you can't." All right, I'm, I'm uh, so tell loud. us in the comments. Uh, can we say can we say that word or not? Yeah, we need a we need a sensitivity consultant. We do on this podcast, and I don't think any of our listeners are qualified. Can yeah. Milton be our sensitivity consultant? Oh my God, yes, please, <laughs> yes, please, absolutely. Oh my, <laughs> absolutely, fantastic. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of things that are horror ish, um, why don't you, Zach, give us your Days Gone update? 
Sure, yeah. So it's a zombie game. Well, no, it's, it's a, a freaker it's a game. It's a freaker game. game you can't sorry. say zombies anymore. Uh, I so I, I'm pretty sure last time I had just started it <laughs> and I had maybe put in an hour or two. I'm up to about twenty hours. Um, Dang, that's some commitment, Zach. I uh, well, so I followed your lead, Garrett, and I said I'm gonna just play one game. Yeah, but you got to play good games. Oh, well, I don't know if it's good. That's the problem. <laughs> just my God, so just we, you, you may remember um, oh, yeah. that when we when I talked about it last, we were conflicted, or, or rather, excuse me, we had heard conflicting information about whether it was good or not. Yeah, specifically the uh, uh, press reviews were mediocre to negative and the word of mouth was very positive but they retweeted zach so they're cool they did yeah they did retweet me that was funny uh so playing through (laughs) about five hours in i was like okay i'm having a good time i have some minor complaints but i'm having fun about 10 hours in i was like i'm really kind of bored because i hate and to still to this point i hate the mission structure in the game okay it's all delivered via radio. Oh. And so you'll... Like are, Bioshock? Mm, mm. Kind of, not really. Not in cool... Not in like, not good way, yeah. <laughs> it, it's irritating. So you'll you'll be in a... There are various... It's irritating radio. Pockets. It's like staticky AM radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's ham radio. Uh, oh. It's just some... It's uh, being delivered by actual pigs. Yeah. 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 So there are various pockets. I, I'm going to try to say this as spoiler-free as I can. There are various pockets of survivors in these camps, and you'll take missions from these camps as you go. And that's those, those are the missions you go on. And, and so it's not always clear what is a story mission and what is optional either. So it's like it's actually hmm. really hard to just like mainline it through the game. Huh. Which is what I was going to try to do at, when I got bored. And then I was looking at the missions. I'm like, fuck, I don't even know which one to go to to try to mainline it. <laughs> and so the way that it works is you'll do a mission at this camp. And then the next another one will pop up. But it's not immediate. They'll radio you and say, hey, we have a mission for you. And you have to go back to that camp and get it. Hmm. I swear, 75% of the time, the moment I drive out of the camp, they radio me. And I'm like, fucking... <laughs> Just, just talk to me. me while I'm there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what makes it irritating is that you have gas that you ha- in your motorcycle that you have to replenish. And so, like, if I drive away, I then get irritated because I wasted gas and I have yeah. to go, like, fill up again. Because it's it's not like the moment I leave. It's like, oh, I'll drive for, like, a minute or two and then they'll call me. And I'm oh, like, my God. God damn it. <laughs> and if you fast travel, it uses your gas. What? So you can only <laughs> fast travel as far as you have gas in your motorcycle. Oh, my. And it's not a big deal because... Like, I've never run out of camp credits to be able to refill. And you find gas cans throughout, and there's gas stations. But if you run out, you have to push your motorcycle or walk back to a camp and pay them to retrieve it. So, which has happened to me. I've run out of gas, and it's like, okay, well. That just sounds That's some shit. So that's my least favorite thing about the game is the mission structure. I really hate it. Yeah. It's not, like I said, it's not clear what's a, a main mission. There are some that are tagged optional, so you can at least tell which ones those are. Hmm. But I don't know. I've been I've just been doing all of them because I'm like I don't even know where to like what. There's percentages on them, so it'll be like uh, like one mission group will be titled like he's my brother, and it'll be it like you'll do a mission, it'll be, it'll go up to like sixty percent, and then you get another one, it'll go up to seventy eight percent. You're like I don't know how many missions are in this. Yeah, I I wonder <laughs> forty. Um, yeah. 
yeah. per mission strand. Yeah, it's just one percent for the last thirty percent. Oh gosh. Um, yeah, I wonder if there are like people that you need to do a bunch of missions for in order to gain favor for them with them to progress the story somehow. Like I wonder I wonder if it's like you have to do some amount of these missions for the main story, but it doesn't matter which ones. So Yeah, it's it's not it's not immediately clear. In the in the various camps you doing missions for them and selling them bounties will um, increase your trust, which unlocks more things at the shop. So, like, oh, you okay. upgrade your motorcycle, you can buy new weapons, but you have to have a certain trust level to be able to do it. And I won't say how many camps there are that I found or anything like that. I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> Two. <laughs> but the um, the thing that's the the gameplay, like the actual core gameplay, is is very fun and satisfying. Like the gunplay, the melee, the motorcycle riding, mm-hmm. it's all super fun and, and enjoyable. And like that's why I've been pushing through because like. The missions are repetitive and kind of annoying, but like I have fun when I'm doing them. Yeah, because it's fun to just beat people with a spiked baseball bat or shoot them in the face. Mm-hmm. And the um, Your Honor, I did not say <laughs> <laughs> on a recorded uh-huh. distributed platform. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> just play Mad Max, man. I've thought about it. I've um, thought about it, it too. It actually the 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 gameplay loop kind of reminds me a little bit of Rage. And how you were like yeah. always upgrading oh. your car and mm-hmm. going on okay. these missions, like yeah. kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, and like the the acting across the board is like generally very good. The main character is great. Like I really like the main character of the game. This is Sam Witwer, right? Sam Witwer. Yep. So I I actually like uh, that's what Garrett was referring to. I tweeted and I was just like, dude, this guy's killing it. He's great. And then I also said I hate snipers, and nice. it got retweeted like. Uh, by Sam Witwer and Ben Studio, who made the game, which I thought mm. was funny. And they're uh, like, can confirm, we also hate yeah, snipers. Like, or yeah, like snipers that. are the worst. Snipers are the worst. Yeah. Dude, they're awful. And so I thought, I might have mentioned this last time, I can't remember, but there was a part where I was driving. I thought I got shot by a sniper and my motorcycle blew up. It was a clothesline. So oh. there are clothesline traps that you'll just run into while you're riding. And it just like, boop, just yeets you off your bike. And then these dudes just rush you. Wow. It's like it, the yeah, it's fun. The gameplay is very hectic. Yeah, that sounds. And fun. like it can get like your pulse up, yeah, especially you're just, you're just scrambling. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially if you're like clearing nests. So a big part of the game is there's you'll find these infestation zones where there's just nests of freakers and you have to burn them out. And then they just like when you burn their nest, they just like rush out of it and you have to either run away or survive. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah the uh, the last thing I want to mention about it is the story. It's been up and down. So, like, early on, it's interesting. Then it gets really stupid. Now it's interesting again. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm conflicted. I went and I read some of the reviews. I was like, okay, what are what are their complaints? And I can see every single one of them. Oh, I'm like, I okay, I understand where they're coming from critically because it's not a perfect game. Right. It's not a great game. It is a good game. Mm. It seems charming. It is. Like, it has a lot of heart. And like, it would it would have been the perfect game for a sequel. Like, they could iron out all the problems. Ref, the gameplay is already great. Just refine the issues, and it would have been a fantastic game. So, well, But here's, the, here's my question. Is it because... Does it feel like it was rushed and some things were not were not ironed out that that could have been like if it baked a little bit more or do you feel like it just came out among these other Goliaths and didn't really have its chance to stretch its legs? Probably both. Or it, it did come out between Horizon and God of War, 
I yeah. kind of wonder if it's similar to Assassin's Creed, another game that like really needed a sequel to Shine. I wonder if it just like the structure that they had in mind was <clears throat> not conducive to an excellent game. Like it sounds like uh, the way that like missions are delivered and the way that the game is organized is part of the problem. And that's not really something that like that's a that's a planning issue, not a time issue. It, it feels like they tried to make it feel very organic, mm. like you know, you're driving around, you get a radio call. Hey, we've got a mission for you. You pull in. But the timing and, like, the way this, the computer mm-hmm. delivers those is really poor. I see. So, like, that with refinement would have been great. Like, I, it's not an issue of, of like, the way the missions are delivered is not 100% the problem. I think it's part of the the, I don't know if it's AI or scripting or whatever they did, the programming to to deliver those missions is problematic because you'll also get some of them like back to back to back to back. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, I don't want to hear this radio ever again. <laughs> Just leave me alone. Let <laughs> so me drive in peace. It's that part of it is where, where it's problematic. I can see how they were going for this organic feel of you're, you're just a, a drifter riding around, you know, the wasteland mm-hmm. going from camp to camp doing runs for them and the radio and you, when they need something like that's fine. Right. It just wasn't implemented well. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah, I think a, a sequel. I ho- I really hope that it gets a chance because I think a sequel would they would be able to iron out those kinks and it would. I don't know the story. I have no idea. Like at this point, I don't know how this game is going to end. I don't even have a prediction. <laughs> and I don't, so I don't know if it would lend itself to a sequel. But they've already said they wanted to do one, so it must yeah lead into it somehow. Yeah. Um. Has Bend announced any projects or anything past Days Gone? I don't think they so. Been working on anything. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, I haven't seen anything either. I I know yeah. they. All I know is it got shut down by Sony. Yeah, I was I was gonna Come say it. It sounds like um like uh I I have heard folks from Bend uh, like the games director saying that they were disappointed that Sony didn't want a sequel. So yeah, yeah. hey Xbox, you're the savior of video games these days. Apparently, so pick up Bend. Yeah, <laughs> just buy Bend from Sony. Aren't they owned by Sony? They are. <laughs> <laughs> and knowing now with the whole cod kerfluffle they're gonna be like no you can't have it it's yeah 10 billion dollars yeah right. for ben oh, studio geez. yeah I, I i don't know it's it's a fun game i definitely like i i bought it on a sale for 20 bucks i don't regret it like even if i stopped playing now like i feel like i got my my 20 dollars worth for sure yeah but i don't it, it's back on the upswing like i'm having fun the story's interesting enough right now to keep me motivated to go but there was a time when i was messaging you guys and i was like mm-hmm. i might drop this like i'm kind of bored yeah, yeah. I, ne- I never felt that way with spider-man which is like i keep trying to compare it to that because it's just it's another open world game that has like a focus on traversal and clearing out zones and you know that sorry that reminds me of one point uh, you, you mentioned open world and traversal. The world is not interesting. Hmm. Like maybe it's just because we live in the Pacific Northwest, but it's just <laughs> forest. And I'm like, I have no desire to like explore, or roam around, or do anything. So I just like stare at the mini map and follow the little guide. And I'm like, I don't care <laughs> uh, about like learning this world. Zach doesn't enjoy hikes. Yeah, it's I, it's <laughs> just it's it's all flash. so samey. Yeah, the oh, graphic really? the graphics are great. Like it looks good, but it's just it's a Pacific Northwest forest, like everywhere. It's yeah. like I I couldn't 
care less. And there are ways to make it interesting. I th- I think uh, if if you're careful. Like, oh, it rained. Great, I saw that. Yeah, six <laughs> months this year. <laughs> you can. We haven't seen it yet. This yeah, year. I would really love to see some rain. Go away, here. Nick. Um, well, <laughs> tell the smoke to go away. Hey, it went away today. Hey, nice. A little bit. A little. Anyway, yeah. uh, I don't have anything else to say about Days Gone, but it's fun game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll probably try to finish it. I think it's like a 60-hour game. So the fact oh. that I'm like 20 hours in, I'm like, hours? oh, my God. One of the reviews Ooh. I said said they put in 60 hours. And I was like, Probably because they were like, I don't know what missions I'm doing to complete this. Yeah, That's right. how I feel. So mm-hmm. I just keep doing stuff. I'm yeah. like, well. Zach, there are these things uh, online from people who've played the game before. And uh, I think it's called like a strategy guide. Yeah, uh, you could always just You could always. Dude, I don't. Look I at hardly the mis- use strategy guides. You could look at the missions. I have nothing against them. I just don't use them. Right, but do you want to play this game for 60 hours or do you want to play it for 30 uh, and then move on to something yeah. else? Would I it, don't know. Is it worth your integrity to spend 30 extra hours of your life? Uh, my integrity? <laughs> your, your integrity of using <laughs> yeah. strategy guides. Or oh, no, I, it has nothing to do with that. I've used them. I have no problem using them. I just, I don't Prefer know. not to. I'm enjoying it enough right now yeah, that okay. it, I'm not worried about it. But if it starts to drag again, then I may. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. I, um... Uh, this is not the game I'm talking about this week, but I have started dipping my toe back into Cyberpunk 2077, oh, nice, and nice. I've been looking at a lot of guides of... Well, I, ha- I have the physical strategy guide for that if you hey, want to borrow nice. it. nice. Uh, it's probably <laughs> irrelevant now. Um, <laughs> yeah, because someone just changed. Oh, yeah, it is. That's true. So that's that's why i The I've first page doesn't stuff. say, if you don't have a 3080, you can't run this game. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I think I found it for $4 at a thrift store, and that's why I bought nice. it. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... Um, uh, I started over for one because I just wanted to see everything from the start. And also I wanted to play as the female V because her voice actor is better. Um, sorry, dude, whoever you are. Um, but, uh, Hey, that's Steve Jim Bob Johnson. There you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Right. Um, it's, it's hard. Like, like the guy, I think it's Mark Muir who played uh male shepherd, um, had a rough break having to be opposite, uh, or like be um, mutually exclusive with Jennifer Hale because it's interesting so when games amazing. have such a like such a dynamic like one side is just so drastically better. It's yeah. like uh, Valhalla had that where male Avor was so much better, but yeah. then Odyssey uh, Cassandra was so much better than Alexio. Yeah, see, I never played as Femship. I always played as <laughs> as dude. Yeah, that's funny, <laughs> and it was fine. And, and you know, every shop was his favorite shop on. <laughs> on the citadel yeah that was pretty good i i played both i played the whole series uh both ways um paragon as the guy and renegade as the lady um and uh and yeah definitely jennifer hale was a more dynamic uh performance but mm-hmm. the, the guy was not bad it wasn't like the assassin's creed ones where it was like a real drastic difference female were so bad yeah, sadly, I tried because I remember. <laughs> I remember you tried because you restarted. <laughs> yeah. You were like, I can't. I just can't. <laughs> yeah, because I was like watching videos of, of it. That was the kicker is I watched the Giant Bomb Quick Look, and I was like, this performance is amazing. Why isn't my Avor amazing <laughs> like this? Because, like, yeah, that is one of the better voice performances of a protagonist I've seen in, in a good long time, uh, male Avor uh, from Assassin's Creed Valhalla. But... Anyway, uh, the point is that I've been watching a bunch of videos about like how to get started in that game again because just so much has changed since it. Um, cyberpunk. Yeah, mm-hmm. cyberpunk. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, that that's great. Um, 
we'll keep checking in on Days Gone as you keep playing. Yeah, it'll probably be like 17 more episodes before I finish, so. Yeah. I mean, you're 20 hours in now. You'll probably be 20 hours in, more in the next time. Yeah, I've been trying to chunk along. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's really hard trying to follow the, the GERT method of not switching games because it's yeah. like, I sit there and I'm like, I have all these other games installed and they're calling my name. I'm like, I just want to load it. Yeah, but you know, you know what the you know what the asterisk to the GERT method is, right? Unless you're playing with another person, right? Mm. Which right. which I did. I played Fall Guys. So nice. Yeah, you did. You but did. that's you the Fall only Guys. other game I played since we it's last true. recorded. Wow, that's true. Not Fortnite, Hyphy. Not not Fortnite. Unfortunate. Well, unfortnite, Julie. Um. <laughs> Does Zach still play CS:GO? Uh, you have not listened to this podcast, so yes. Zach plays CSGO every Friday. Not every Friday. Zach plays CSGO every Friday. Every Check other. the records. Every other. Check okay. the records. Oh, I lied. I did play CSGO. Boom. I said I only, I only played Fall Guys, but I did play CSGO. Nice. You play CSGO. I play like every other Friday for a couple hours. He plays my, it every Friday. That's it. Yeah, every Friday. It's my... He, my, can't, he can't train and strive with me because he's playing CSGO. Oh. You haven't even asked me. I have asked you several times. Not, <laughs> no. The last time you asked me, we played. Thank you. I'm just sad I didn't get into the Street Fighter Six beta. Yeah. yeah. See those, those mutants that people are making? Oh, oh my God, those creative characters. <laughs> yeah, if we could stop for a moment and uh, and talk about the incredible character creators. Like, this this 6. is probably a character in, that someone made. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of eldritch abomination that you can create They're with great that. cosmic horrors. I was laughing so hard. I think it was maybe Garrett. I can't remember who shared it. but No, I was, it was Skylar. It was Skylar, Skylar shared okay. it, yeah. I was looking through it, and I was just laughing. I was like, "This is these yeah, are it's amazing. like Ark. If you ever played Ark Survival Evolved, it's like, what is that? Is that even a person? I mean, what it really reminds me of is the WWE character creator because you can yeah, go nuts with those that. That is true. Is it, it is. Donkey who made like a, a crazy like red behemoth? I think there's a Donkey <laughs> video where he's Maybe. playing one of those and he just uh, makes this gigantic red guy. I mean, ev- everybody oh, makes so funny. those um, Monster Factory. Yeah, Monster Factory yeah. is is the the big one they they made the pebble their miniaturized version of the rock um <laughs> which is really good oh that's great uh, the pebble uh, yeah yeah it's it's great I, like I was getting pebble energy from a lot of those street fighter six uh, oh, yeah. creations but yeah i'm i'm uh, I, I read that uh, I didn't follow anything about the actual gameplay. I just saw the character creator, but, oh. I, but I saw a post somewhere. I don't, I couldn't even tell you where that said it was the best beta ever. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. any, for any game. Wow. Like it apparently yeah. it was just amazing. Do we want to have a six fighter, uh, six fighter, six fighter. Wow, a street fighter six beta break right now and talk about the beta because I probably watched like 10 hours while I was in in and out of consciousness this weekend (laughs) trying to like sleep and like watch streams and like get as much information as I could. It was heroin weekend. It it seems like it ties into the thing that you're about to show off. So yeah. So um, I guess I'll I'll end, I'll end with show and tell. Um, So street fighter six beta was this weekend um, had cross play between Xbox PS4, PS5 and uh, PC. Wow. Uh, uh, rollback netcode, which we've talked about many, many times here already. It's just really good netcode. Feels like you're playing uh, with somebody right next to you. Uh, they had six or seven characters selectable, which had never been in any of the other builds before, which was really, really good. Is it rollback or is it some mutant hybrid? No, like it's rollback. No, it's, it's, it's okay. straight up rollback. I wasn't yeah. sure if it was the mutant version they had before. No, this isn't X-Men versus Street Fighter. No, it's not. It's not mutant. <laughs> 
<laughs> but they they did the network test. It went off really well. They showed off a bunch of features of the game. I mean, it's it's not only going to have it's not only going to have a full on single player with these mutant abomination <laughs> creative characters that you can build. And like, you know, if you're, if you care about your online avatar, that's your online avatar avatar is the character that you create, but there's also online network battle mode. And they also had training mode as well. That was uh, in this beta. And um, they even had ranked in this beta too. So oh, wow. we got to see some like really high level matches of people figuring things out, really mm. kind of testing out the new drive mechanic. So if you've ever played a fighting game before, you know, usually it takes a really long time, um, which is about 30 to 45 seconds before you can start doing yeah, really, right. really cool stuff. Cause you have to build up your super meter. Mm -hmm. And in street fighter six, there is still super meter, which is tied to very specific moves, but you have this drive gauge. And the drive gauge seems to be the core mechanic of the game. Not the parries, not the individual moves that you can do. Well, because those all take drive. They all take drive. Yeah. Every single thing, every like your all your EX moves, which is like your super move or your special move powered up, takes drive gauge. Instead of super meter. Exactly. Instead yeah. of super meter. So um, you have counters, you have um, drive impact, which is you can take two hits of armor as you like punch through them and you can counter it with another drive impact it's, it's a it's a focus attack basically yeah it's a focus attack that and, has and you more can, armor and you can fadc out of those right yeah yep yeah yeah you Which, can to be clear for people who did not play street fighter 4 <laughs> that is a focus attack dash cancel where you trigger that and then you cancel out of it to uh, with a dash to yeah. do something else. Thanks for clarifying because I had no yeah. idea what you said. Hey, and and uh, you, just, you just spit alphabet super. In uh, in most Street Fighter games, there's like a stun meter. Everybody's seen the like the little birds cheeping cheeping above your head when you get yeah. hit too many times from blocking or too many stun moves. You can only be stunned when that drive meter is fully drained. So mm. if you're just like reckless and you're just throwing out moves and you're missing, you're gonna r reduce your entire drive gauge. And it regains really slowly unless you're being offensive and landing hits um, or you counter and then you can regain um, focus from counter yeah. uh, or drive gauge from counter. So it was really interesting to see at low levels people just like dri drive impacting each other and just like because you can counter drive impact with drive impact. Yeah. It's this big swirly <laughs> like graffiti color move where they're just like and they rear back and punch you and they have armor. And then as soon as you see the person rear back, the other person just hits Heavy punch, heavy kick, and they rear back, and they hit, and they punch, and yeah. they win. They win that altercation. So, uh, you, and then to so the you high can't level, just raw. no, yeah. I mean, you can, you can, you, and you, it will work at low levels. But when you're talking about actual people playing the game who know mm -hmm. what's going on and they see what you're doing, they can just counter it. Or if they don't have the drive meter, like that yeah. is a way that you can punish it. Is you can do that, and they can't really do anything about it. No, they can't. So. Or you can like even if they block it and you're up against the wall, it like pushes them back a little bit and if they hit a wall they kind of get stunned so it definitely adds some some uh differences in combat about the choices that you're going to make like um as maximilian dude puts it he's like there's like usually a flow chart when you're playing fighting games and it's like if they do this i do this and then i'll go into this combo and i have this much meter or if they're attacking me i'm going to block this long and do this the drive gauge throws all of that stuff out the window because you have so many options now. And it's a good thing. Um, it makes it so that the skill gap between really, really good players and players who are just starting out is a little bit closer. And the game's going to get figured out and there's going to be this balance. But I think that 
Street Fighter VI is adding a lot of things into the game that will make it a lot more appealing to casual fighting game fans. I think that this is... I think the single-player mode specifically. Yeah, that yeah. was really cool. Well, they also had um, um, special modes too, which I haven't seen in a fighting game since... Tekken. Tekken yeah, or right. uh, uh, Soul, like Soul Calibur. So they had one oh, yeah, called... Yeah. Uh, it's called Knockdown, and it's first to five knockdowns. <laughs> There's no life bars. It's... You and and people were like doing combos that would juggle them in the air. It didn't matter. It was just like you needed to do sweeps and like quick things to wow. make the other character hit the ground. If they hit the ground five times, they're down. But there was a caveat. Every once in a while, the right or left side of the screen would flash, and a bull would come across. Oh. So you had to like jump over the bull, or if you were in mid combo, both of you would get hit, and and wow. you would lose a well, life. I, for I already told you, Garrett. I'm going to become pro in um, in ball mode. A ball mode, uh, nice. yeah, yeah, ball uh, mode, which is like this soccer ball that you keep. You know, keepy uppy, it's going up, and then as soon as it hits the ground, in three seconds it explodes. Nice. Yeah. So you're hot, like hot potato. Hot potato. There yeah, you go. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to remember the name of it, but there was a like N64 or PS1 fighting game where it was like um, it was basically fencing rules fighting game. Where is it Mace the Dark Age? Uh, no. What no. About, what about Bio Freaks? Uh, shut uh, up, Unfortunately, Zach. no Bio Freaks. You get out of here with your Bio Freaks. <laughs> yeah, right. Garrus just getting PTSD from these names. That's all, that's all yeah. it takes. Mace so, is fine. So dark times. I did. I did almost uh, buy you Criticom though. I was yeah. I, <laughs> he would have thrown it in the trash. <laughs> no, he wants no, it. I want it. Actually, you want Criticom? I do. You're an evil man. <laughs> <laughs> You're an evil man. He wants to own it, and I would have bought it if it wasn't two times what it's worth, and it's worth nothing. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, Four dollars. I'll, I'll I'll keep an eye. It was like out forty for... something dollars. I was like, whoa, oh, that's a little much for a gag for, <laughs> for like twelve dollar market value game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I've I recently bought uh, um, AD and D. Iron and Blood Warriors of Ravenloft, which is abominable. Um, and uh, I, can, I can do it. Yeah, uh, that uh, that game is so bad. I played it recently, um, and it's just so unresponsive. Really, and, uh, and like it takes forever to get up from the ground, and like it, it what it especially does is it takes forever to uh, uh, to get from um from like running using the three dimension button like it works like um like mortal Kombat, like the 3d mortal combats um uh where you like you, everyone's favorite mortal Kombat four uh yeah right um actually it's i guess it's not a third dimension button but it is like um like a sidestep yeah it's a sidestep uh and also i think a, a swivel uh, that you can do, uh, which is necessary because you don't reorient to face your uh, opponent for like a couple seconds. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's terrible. I think horrible fighting games are fascinating. But to to get back to to what I was saying, um, there was some N sixty four fighting game where the point was not to do damage; it was to score points based on doing certain things. And like a hard knockdown was like a. Uh, the most points that you can get. Mm. So it reminds me of that, but it's just one mode in a bigger game that also has regular fighting. So it's good. Yeah. And we don't know. I mean, we know the names and kind of the kind of the character design of, of the rest of the cast. We don't know when it's coming out other than it's coming out in 2023. That's about it. So Do you have a prediction. Let's call it now. I got to say it's got to be spring. Yeah. Spring. I'm, I'm saying March, March, we'll give yeah. a month, Garrett, not a quarter. I'm gonna say. Well, it's it's gonna be to the be, month at the end of the quarter. To so. be di- 
to be different, I'm going to say February. February? Okay. Because Capcom has been Ooh. releasing a lot of games uh, in end of January, February, and April. Uh, with the exception of Monster Hunter Rise, which came out in May? Did it come out in May or March? Sounds about... Anyway. Right. Anyway. It doesn't I'm, matter. I'm but I'm going to throw a dart I'm, at I'm the dartboard. I'll, I'll say July. Oh, I would be sad. Like in the middle of the summer. Like it comes out at Evo. Oh. <laughs> like the last weekend of July, first weekend of August. Oh, oh I didn't God. think about Evo yet. They probably want it there. I'm going to say... I mean, maybe... I'll, I'll say June. How about, I'm going to push it up a month. I'll say June. I mean, I don't know what the... I mean, you know what? We... It, we should go back and look at like what the official Evo rules are for like how long a game has to be out before it can. I don't think it probably be in matters. It probably, oh, I'm sure it does. It's probably like weeks, right? Like it's probably not. I don't know. I, Maybe. I think they've had main stage tournaments of games that are not technically out, um, if I recall correctly. But I probably you are the like expert. exhibitions. Oh, they probably okay. have had like main stage exhibitions of that, games, but nothing that's been like this is an official sense. tournament. Yeah. So. Um, but uh, the second part is uh, someone who's on the Discord. It's not super active, but you can hit him up. Squeaky clean fourteen. Um, so my one of my friends from high school, Ian. Uh, he is. Well, dogs uh, him like that. He's a woodworker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a woodworker, and he does uh, beautiful work with uh, wood. And we were kicking That's around and, and he saw me building fight sticks with the with the plastic shells. And he's like, I've got a bunch of scrap lumber around. Let me make mine. And so he made his his uh, fight stick 1.0. And then I was over at his house and he's like, dude, I've got all this lumber. I've got an idea for a box. Like, let's build it, get the electronics. Let's let's get it going. So um, we we took all these old deck boards that were going to be thrown away, like mahogany deck boards. And we planed them down, got them to the right thickness that we wanted, uh, made the core of the box from that. And then, um, wood glued them in between some, some other pieces of wood. I'm, I'm not up on my different types of wood, but you'll see it here in a second. Uh, there's and a, there's a light wood and a dark, wood. a light wood and dark. The it, dark wood is the mahogany. So if you're looks watching like ash, maybe, but if you're watching right now, um, you are actually looking at my new main fight stick. So the whole center core is all mahogany. So all this dark wood, um, that's the back here and it's got the connector on the one side and then the start select and guide buttons in the middle and then the other side. But, uh, the top is these like three, like racing stripes, kind of as, as I call them, it's of so uh, mahogany. And then he did this bottom piece here too, with like a really big thick piece of mahogany there tied into these two and it's just secured by some screws so and the bottom is wider enough that you can still see that yeah. from the top so it's not like it's a wasted effort to make it look pretty it's almost like a plinth that he made it on where yeah. where it's like yeah the exactly like you said the bottom is larger than the than the top piece but it's just barely so mm-hmm. it looks good from like any angle and you can definitely exactly oh. like nick saw said uh, you can see the the difference in the wood in the bottom there too so it's so it's, good it's awesome um put some sanwa buttons in there tested it out it's, oh, it's there sanwa wait, buttons. there's sam duck so sam duxa sorry yeah. sam duxa crown. how dare you lie to our listeners oh that, my that gosh totally care you totally know about shit. buttons yeah. and all that kind of uh, stuff what, but kind of, what kind of lever did you put in there just the um just the sanwa I okay. was joking. I don't care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I cared. Yeah, uh, uh, if bullet levers weren't like one hundred and thirty dollars, so I'd, I'd put one of those yeah, in there. Right. But um, I just, I really like the Sandman lever. They're cheap and effective. Sure, it's yeah, what one I'm of those used silent to. Ones. Yeah, 
one of the I, and I don't even care about the silent one. Like the bullet lever just like feels good. Like I really uh, like the tension on it. But yeah. with, there's so much customization I haven't even tapped into with um, this lever with like the different springs and you can yeah. change out the micro switch. You can change out the actual board. They have one called the Shuriken where you take the the um, it cuts you when you use it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so you just bleed into the controller and it feels it feels the, your power. Yeah, the blood uh, powers your yeah. your gameplay. So um, I'll post some pictures to the Discord. Um, when this episode releases and uh, maybe we'll probably have it in the episode picture too. Yeah. Cause, um, oh, yeah, cause it's a good one. it'd be cool to have, but yeah, it's, it's going to be my main stick. I'm going to try to bring it into Evo, make sure that it's all tournament legal because mm-hmm. it's just, you got a, is it a universal fight board? It's not, it's Xbox, Xbox but I have right. a, I have a Xbox to PS4 and PS5 converter Brooks thing that yeah. I can use for it. You'll but, need it. Cause Sony sponsored. Yeah, exactly. It's Sony sponsored, but I've, I saw pun- tons of people with pads or, it's just a bunch of wires, so I can just swap the board out. It's not yeah, a, it's not not a huge deal. Yeah. No. so It's very um, cool looking. It, uh, yes. If you're just listening and you didn't see Garrett show and tell, definitely uh, take a look at we'll, – we'll make sure this is in the episode yeah. uh, photo. It, yeah. It's going to look – it looks awesome. Yeah, and I'll put up some extra pictures just at me on Discord or Twitter. I'm going to mm-hmm. be posting it everywhere when this episode comes oh, out because um it's so good ian wants to do more of them i don't know if he's going to be doing commissions but you're you can definitely hit him up he's been thinking about it i and love one he loves doing this and he this is like the 2.0 um he's got a lot of ideas for new ones so if you're flexible and um are fine with it taking a little while while for this like beautiful handcraft pieces of art yeah um it's awesome and it feels awesome it's like the right amount of heftiness like you think oh it's made out of wood no it's it's nice and and it feels um like in between like a plastic abs one and or a plexi one and like a full-on metal one yeah it's a really nice weight and it sounds like when you hit the buttons it's just got this nice almost like an acoustic acoustic guitar guitar. yeah Yeah. it's just got this like nice kind of hollow reverb sound to it when you hit the buttons so when you order to fuse uh the code cohops you get good feelings Mm-hmm. You get good feelings. Um, yep. Order it from this person who doesn't have a store. Yeah, he's a he's a fan <laughs> of the show, uh, and he loves doing it, and is thinking about doing more of it. So yeah. um, again, I'll, I'll say I'd love yeah. to be uh, first on the on the list to to get another one, uh, especially if he's willing to try making a hitbox style one. Um, That's just more holes, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> so Nick, now, now you've activated the nemesis system, and people have to kill you to get top of the list. Yes, that's true. So, yeah. do you want that target on your back? Uh, Are you sure? I think point. he does. Yeah, I'm. I'm willing to take it. I'm a public figure now. I'm a podcaster. <laughs> do you have a check next to your Twitter name? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I don't even use. I've been. I actually have been using Twitter a little bit, but only to lurk uh, recently. Um, I uh, I'll, I'll segue into um, talking about the game I am going to talk about, but the other game I've been playing this week, Dead by Daylight. It has a very active Twitter community being an active multiplayer game. So I've been checking that out as I've been immersing myself in that world. Uh, you may remember us streaming that game. I was a tiny baby who didn't know anything back then, and now I know a whole lot more. Now you probably know more than us. You play like xCloud on your Chromebook or something like that, didn't I, you? I did. With a PlayStation controller. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Some mutant chimera of a, of a gaming You only setup. had two disconnects, which was impressive. Yeah, and like I was hitting skill checks okay eventually. Um, like not any worse than if I had been playing normally. Um and uh, and I'll, I'll also uh, speaking of XCloud, I was out of town this weekend and played a little bit, regardless, uh, and mostly had a pretty good time with XCloud. Um, 
I mostly played killer, and uh, if you play some of the faster killers, like Legion or, um, like, I can't imagine what Blight would be like, because he just dashes all around, um, you, uh, the game does not know how to keep up with how fast you're going, and it'll, like, start dropping uh, inputs and, and things. So nice. uh, be be careful if you're going to play it on xCloud, but it's, like, shockingly effective otherwise. Um, but uh, that's not what I plan to talk about fully this week because I'll probably talk about it next time because um, I'm going to keep playing it and there's Halloween events. But uh, the game I did play this last little while um, is also kind of creepy. Um uh, it's not specifically a horror game, uh, but I uh, I played through the entirety of the story of uh, Remnant from the Ashes. Uh, it's a, a game you guys are convinced I know about, and I don't know. We've yeah. told you several times I, about it. I don't think you did. We did. We I I we mentioned it, but also the most that we've talked about it as a coat hops unit was when Daniel was sub- subbing in for you on the alien stream. Yeah, and Daniel tells you everything that we tell him. So uh-huh. by proxy, well, you, you know, know, there's pillow talk. It happens. Yeah. But. That is. So if <laughs> we don't you, generally if you talk don't about know, video games, though, what I'm saying is <laughs> if you don't know, it's Daniel's fault. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's all true. I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Indeed. Confirmed. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I I had played this game through Game Pass an eternity ago and had determined that this was a cool game that I liked a lot that I would not be able to play solo uh, because it is it it's even uh, even having played it as much as I have there are certainly parts and you get this feeling through a lot of it where like it is drastically harder because you're alone um, it really doesn't scale very well to being played solo it is intended to be co-op but um i i think the the mechanics are really solid and the world is really cool and interesting and unique um and uh and so i i powered through it there were there were some bosses that were really really brutal um because you don't have any other players to distract them so you really um and like uh i'll i guess i should preface this with what this game actually is uh so it's it's a third person shooter uh it it has melee which you can do but um mostly it's guns uh and it is structured uh like dark souls where you've got bonfires basically these checkpoints uh that you respawn at and it's pretty punishing you only have to get hit a few times to die um, and the, the problem I was having with the bosses I was having a problem with was mostly that, uh, they could knock you down and then keep hitting you while you're down. Uh, and so some it, against one boss in particular, this like hulking guy with a couple of shields, if he hits you once, if he just decides to keep attacking, you're just dead. Like, 100 to zero have you tried mm-hmm. this programmer move don't get knocked down uh so so i i did and that is what worked uh, was i just played that boss so much that i knew the timing perfectly because uh like dark souls one this game has an invincible dodge roll uh and so uh and they they know you have that so they design encounters around it they will have um uh like 
uh, arena-wide pulses in boss fights that you just have to dodge through. You can't jump over them because there's no jump button. Um, and so, like it, they they know that you need to use all of the uh, the skill the skills and uh, options at your disposal. Uh, but it is really satisfying. Like it feels really good, and it feels great to beat a boss that you've been stuck at for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, I I should say, uh, this game is, has been announced to, to be feature complete. It came out in 2017, and I think the latest DLC came out in 2020, 2021, something like that. Um, it has uh, the first DLC is called Swamps of Corsus, and it adds an adventure mode uh, where it it's akin to the Diablo adventure mode where you kind of get set into an instanced version of one of the biomes from the game. Uh, I won't spoil what they are because um, I think it's pretty interesting the way you find out where you go. Uh, but um, uh, that that's pretty cool. But the second DLC, Subject 2923, uh, is a whole story expansion and it basically like finishes the the story um the the base game has an ending and it's a, a pretty solid like hey you've done the thing you've accomplished the goal that you had um do but, it again yeah <laughs> but but this is like uh there's there's some other mystery there's still some issues to to work out even though you beat the big boss um, we've got to go find this person, subject 2923, who can help us deal with this. Um, and uh, and I, it's hard for me to say how much of this was alluded to before these came out because I've only played the complete version. But like, it's possible that the the Corsus area did not exist before the Swamps of Corsus mode, but it's like integral to uh, the. Uh, the base story and like this uh, uh if you walk around the hub world um this like it's called ward 13 it's like a little bastion of humanity in this post-apocalyptic world um uh you can find a whole bunch of stuff that points to exactly who uh like subject 29 23 is and what the deal is uh with with like all all the stuff around that and why she's really important um uh, it's it's cool. It feels very well thought out and cohesive, uh, and it's entirely possible that they just added that stuff in when they added the oh, DLC. <laughs> See, and you would ask me, but you already know that I don't know because yeah. I just played the game and I beat it and I went, yeah, I beat the game. Yeah, all right, yeah. sweet, bye. Uh-huh. I'm done. There's a big red crystal in the middle. That's where I go get my missions. Yep. I got my I got my guns. I do my damage numbers. I'm good. Yeah, dodged all the bullets. And I was like totally fascinated by this this world, and it has like this really unique apocalyptic threat called the root. That's just basically this viral uh, like creature that just takes over. It's like Galactus. It will just come to your planet and eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah, it was it was totally fascinating. The only to thing me. that can tame the root is the Pantene. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Just yeah, Earth should have just gotten the biggest repository of Pantene Pro V. It's like uh, have you guys ever seen Evolution? Yes, get a, a fuck ton of Head and Shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> everybody <laughs> shove it in the monster's ass. Everybody yeah. knows that it's got this this chemical. No, they don't. 
<laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, super cool game. Um, I played through it totally solo and really enjoyed it. Um, it has a lot more content left if you want to be on the grind and like upgrade all of your gear uh and get all of the the stuff the um all the perks i forgot what the the talents is that what they're called i can't uh, remember yeah so you have um you have talents where uh you unlock buffs by doing things uh like accomplishing things in the world um and uh and so like if you um uh, trying to think uh of one that i can say without spoilers but a lot of it is like story things yeah um, where you'll unlock a perk or unlock a trait uh and then uh it'll unlock at level one and uh as your character gains experience you level up and get more trait points so you can put them into those up to level 20 uh and you start with a, a few like uh your health pool your stamina pool uh but there's all kinds of other things like ranged damage and mm -hmm. like status effect duration yeah um, and you get them from like side and you can get them from like side missions or like yeah. the hundredth time that you pick up a specific item it's like oh you now have this new talent or trait to to level up the next time so it's interesting how it's just kind of you build your character and you think about it in terms of an rpg where you're like I have this stat, these stats in front of me and I'm going to level up these stats, but the game really gives you more things and like lures you into other paths and other ways to play based on these traits that just pop up from you playing the game. Yeah. And it, and the, um, the way it handles armor is interesting. Um, it, it really wants you to use armor sets, uh, because each armor set has a, a particular, uh, very specific bonus that, um, that is amplified in power as you increase the number of items from that set that you uh, that you equip. So, uh, like the one that I used for most of the game once I acquired it is called the Slayer set, uh, and it makes your next shot after reloading do a lot of bonus damage. Uh, and so I found uh, the sniper rifle uh, to be it's like the second most damaging gun in the game, and it has one shot. And so you are reloading before every shot. Uh, and that was really cool to like find that build and um, until 10 things rush you and you're like, ah! yeah. So, so <laughs> I also had the machine pistol, which is yeah. the, the gun with the highest rate of fire in the game. And it'll empty 24 shots in like a second and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's cool. It has a lot of variety and a lot of charm and character. Like it, it legitimately, doesn't feel like anything else I've played, despite the like, hey, it's this thing, but Dark Souls uh, concept being so tired. I thought this was yeah. really, really fresh and cool. So check it out, if uh, especially if you have friends to play with, because that feels like the way it was designed to be played. That makes me want a sci-fi Dark Souls so bad, and it's like, look, you can do it. Like, yeah. look at this thing, you well, can do it. <laughs> have Have you met the Surge? Yeah, unfortunately, it's fine. Yeah. That's it's, what I heard. The Surge 2 is better. Oh, cool. It's just not... I imagine sci-fi, it's like, you don't have to have some stupid reason that everything's melee weapons because you want it to be Dark Souls. You just make it... I feel like I feel like Remnant from the Ashes gave me hope that somebody could take that concept and put it... Because there are. There's, there's a whole bunch of different concepts in this game from... from <laughs> cosmic horror to you know to um 
post-apocalyptic to medieval, like diff- all the different biomes and things that you go into. Yeah, like um, you, you start with a sword, and that's yeah. You start with a sword, and there is there, sword. there is melee. You know, there is <laughs> melee combat in it, but yeah. you can do it. You can do this kind of like hybrid system, and I haven't seen that executed so well in another game. And did you play this completely on your Steam Deck? Yes. So that's that's uh, that is actually a great lead into our, our question of the week. But I um, uh, I did play this entirely on Steam Deck, and it was beautiful. It ran really well. Um, uh, it. Uh, I played it mostly in offline mode um, and even in online mode. As long as I was like at home, uh, it it wasn't wasn't a problem. It it defaults to online friends only, so friends can jump into your match. Uh, but offline is is just fine. Um, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was fantastic. That was part of why I decided to pick it up now. Uh, is that it is Steam Deck verified, mm-hmm. and. Um, Runs yeah. well for an action game that you have to worry about iframes and dodging and timing for things. Totally, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure that it runs at 60 frames. It might be 30, but it still felt like Dark Souls One originally ran at 30. It was fine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that uh, that leads us perfectly into our question for this week, which, uh, as I mentioned in the intro, uh, comes from Chippy on Discord. Uh, I'm just going to read the whole text of it because there is a lot, a lot here. Let's talk Steam Deck. Y'all have owned one for a few months. What have you liked about it? Disliked? Wish it did or had? Do you still use it? Yes. <laughs> have you dropped it yet? Uh, what game did you think would work but doesn't? About how many hours have you put in so far on a game or just fussing around? Uh, have you or are you going to customize it? Are you still her- happy that you p- purchased one? Lastly, my own personal gripe of the battery life, I only get an, about an hour of play in Spider-Man, and it's died. Cheers. Yep. So that's about 800 questions, uh, <laughs> but I, I think we can uh, use this as a springboard for a general com- conversation about the the Steam Deck. What do you think, Deck Boy? Deck Boy? Well, mm-hmm. I've been playing Days Gone on my deck, and prior to that, I played Death's Door on my deck. So the last two games I've played exclusively on the deck. Have you sat out on your deck playing with the deck? I have, in fact, awesome. done exactly that. Uh, so I'm let's so happy. <laughs> let's see. Let me try to tackle these questions in order. So, oh yeah, here the, we go. Um, the first, I'm gonna freestyle. You're gonna yeah, freestyle. Right. <laughs> so, what have I liked? What have I disliked? Um, disliked, same thing as you, Chip. The batteries are fucking atrocious. Like yeah. it's re- it's really bad. It depends on the game. It does depend on the game, but like a high. A high fidelity game, something like Days Gone, for example, or Spider Man, yeah. it's like an hour. Yeah, and it just dies. I Remnant got like an hour, hour and yeah. a half. But like, so for me, I, I I understand it, and like, there's no doubt that the battery sucks. Like, yeah. I mean, I that. get but, why it sucks, but, but it's still annoying. But <laughs> for what you get, and for and so like my use case, okay, so like my particular use case, I play it at lunch. Yeah. I bring my lunch from home. It takes a minute and a half to heat up in the microwave. I <laughs> eat it in about five minutes. And then I have almost an hour to play video games in my office. So I use that 50 minutes and I don't care if I'm playing Elden Ring, which is deck verified and I play Elden Ring, Ooh. or I was playing uh, Spider-Man, which I played like 90% of it on the Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. I had that hour and the battery would be low and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go home and charge it because when I go home, I'm going to keep playing with the cloud save on my PC. 
I'm not going to continue to play on my Steam Deck and like have to wait to charge it. Or if I was planning on going somewhere later where I would be playing my Steam Deck, I would just charge it because I have mm-hmm. my hour lunch and then I'm done and then I plug it in and I'm ready to go. I don't find myself using the Steam Deck for very long play sessions because I like to play most of the time I like to play in the most optimal way that I can. And that's just, that's a me thing. If I'm at home, I'm playing on my steam deck downstairs because I'm too lazy to walk up my flight of stairs to go to my PC. (laughs) And and, and I'm like, okay, I want to, I want to play this. I'm having a cup of coffee in the morning. I'm doing something, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, and then I'm like, okay, cloud safe, go upstairs and go and actually go play. If I'm going to do a longer play session, I don't expect the steam deck to last more than a short domestic flight. And if I'm sure. doing that, like knowing that, I'm not going to play Elden Ring on an airplane that's gonna, <laughs> you know because it will not last two and a half hours. Yeah, but, like and, the, the flight to Vegas, uh, yeah. I think I played Rogue Legacy 2. Mm-hmm. Or I, I played something that was uh, like a 2D art style, and it, it made it the whole way. Yeah. So yeah, or if you run like emulators, or you yep. know, like most indie games, you play Enter the Gungeon. I'm sure you could play that game for eight hours. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which like this is not something exclusive to the Steam Deck too. Like um, uh, Breath of the Wild on Switch would eat the battery about twice as fast as any other game uh, on launch, uh, and and so like it's just exacerbated on the Steam Deck because the stuff it's trying to run is so much more taxing yeah um and so i wouldn't be surprised if the battery well also the battery's probably just not as as big but also it's just it it's having to do a lot yeah um yeah let me let me like i hate it but i get it like i no, understand for sure. why and that's what i'm bad. saying it's like i hate it but i get it and yeah. i understand it for my use case i'm not defending it yeah i just it, like for for me it works perfectly fine for, for and my use case matches yours most of the time, but there are times yeah. when like I'll have a like an hour and a half to play, and it's like, well, yeah. I don't get that full hour and a half. Well, and you're following my method, so that's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> or like, or or say like, I want to play in bed, right? It's like mm-hmm. I can play. You're but, holding that honk and chonker over your face. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, I do that. Cracks my skull open. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, you go. That's how you go to sleep every night. You got a divot in your forehead. Yeah, oh. it's right here. You see it. <laughs> Specifically, I will. And Lauren does this constantly with uh, the switch as well. But uh, what I'll do is I'll I'll put my uh, pillows up against the wall and just sit up in bed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm under blankets. I'm comfortable, but also you're I, sitting I'm not, up. Yeah. I'm not like uh, with the mm-hmm. deck over over my head. Which yes, I've, I've brought it for for display. As far as what I like, I think it's really comfortable to play and and it's good for long sessions. I was hesitant when it first was revealed about the the layout with the thumbsticks being up top, but I think it it works well. It's comfortable. I don't like the back buttons very much, mostly because I don't ever use them. And I disable them for everything. When they're randomly mapped to something and I press it on accident, I'm like, ah! Like, and and then he's gone. It just like switched a weapon on me one time. I'm like, oh my God. I hit the Steam Deck button. I go to controller layout and I go disable paddle buttons. I always forget until I press it. I've never had a game use them. Yeah. A lot of times they're mapped to the same as the face buttons. And so, like, in days gone, I think it's like the whatever this one is. I don't even know what the, the button is called, but. That's mapped to the same as the switch button or switch weapon button. And okay. so like I'll press it yeah. and then it's and probably I, X. Yeah, it's Y. Y. Yeah. Okay. But. I was playing Elden Ring and in the middle of me swinging, I stopped my swing motion and drank a potion. I was like, fuck this. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Bop, 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 off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I, using them. I like it in theory, but I've never in, in 
in practice, I, I don't have any use for them. They're they're much bigger than like they're they're uh, pretty pretty significantly large. They're like uh, a finger and a half mm-hmm. uh, wide, or I guess just like a whole finger wide. Uh, what I'm what I'm used to, uh, I use uh, for my Xbox controller and on PC when I use a controller, the Razer Wolverine Ultimate, which has uh, paddles on the back. Uh, and by default, they're mapped to the face buttons also. Mm-hmm. Um, but those paddles are pretty thin, and they are also raised off of the, the edge. So a- yeah. as you curl your fingers around the controller, they naturally go under the paddles. So you kind of have to reach up to uh, to get to them. And that, I think, you couldn't really do on this because you need it to be yeah. like sort of an elegant form factor. But... Uh, definitely is a downside. Maybe if there were more distance between them because they're right next to each other, then you could put your fingers between them. But I, I feel like if the grip on the side, if there was like some texture to the side uh-huh. to help you grip it, it wouldn't be such a big problem. But I feel I My feel myself slip down. Yeah, I feel myself <laughs> pressing those buttons, just gripping the controller, and not even gripping it hard, but just like to have Holding. a good sturdy grip on it because and they're pretty sensitive. They are, and yeah. and so I can definitely see use cases for them, but I don't ever use them. Yeah. Yeah. How about the touchpad? Do you ever use no. the pads? Uh, navigating in, in Linux. <laughs> yeah, in desktop <laughs> mode. Yeah. I navigate. That's I use navigate in desktop mode. So. I do like how it feels though. It's like it's got that haptic feedback. Yeah, it feels yeah, really yeah. Cool. It, it's cool. It does feel cool, and it's, yeah, I, I've never used it in a game. Uh, yeah. Some sometimes some games uh, require it for menus and and things. Um, yeah, like sign in if it's got a launcher or something yeah and and like some games sometimes they uh don't necessarily do their research super well for steam deck verifying games um there's one game which i enjoyed playing on the steam deck a lot but um definitely doesn't seem like it should be verified uh called i'm on observation duty mm-hmm. um this is a series of like kind of horrorish games where you're flipping through um uh, Sounds like a Nick ass game. It it kind of is. Um, it's a it's kind of a streamer game. Um, you're you're flipping through security cameras trying to find anomalies. You're like looking out for things that are different, like that paper towel roll is missing, uh, or or like this light is flickering, or there is a nude man standing in the corner of the room. Um, <laughs> What's weird about that? Yeah, right? Oh, well, That's just Thursdays for Zach. Yeah, right? And Wednesday and Friday. Like, oh, there's Friday. an extra nude man in the room, <laughs> as opposed to the one that usually That's have. Saturday. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's double nude day. Ooh, <laughs> double nude day. I love mm-hmm. it. Um, but the way that it controls on Steam Deck is you, um, it's basically mouse and keyboard. Like what you're doing is flipping through uh, security cameras and then going through a menu to click like there's an anomaly of this type in this room. Um, and so the controls are left and right on the D-pad can take you between um, cameras. But to actually report an anomaly, you have to use the uh, right trackpad. Uh, for the mouse, and then the right trigger to click. Well, it, atrocious controls don't mean it's not verified. <laughs> I feel <laughs> it just it I, works. It's verified not. means it works without issues. Okay, I guess that's fair. <laughs> but I, I feel like I would have, not play that game on the Steam Deck. I would uninstall it. I'd be like, "Fuck this." I feel like having a reasonable control scheme mm. should be part of this. Like as verified. default, yeah. Like having a controller-based control scheme. There was something. Did you try changing it to changing the mouse input to the right thumbstick through oh. the customization of the controls? There was also if so Steam Deck owners, if you don't know this. 
in the game, hit the Steam button, side menu pops out for that particular game. You can go to control layout, and then from there, you can see what every single button on the Steam Deck, and it has a nice little uh, infographic about, hey, here's what all the buttons do. And then down below, it says trackpad is mouse. And then you can actually switch it to like thumbstick is mouse. Yeah. Um, and there's also, if you don't even want to do that, there's community layouts. And so you can just scroll through community layouts of layouts that people have used and submitted, and you can just download one of those and try it out. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say I did actually prefer the thumbstick to, or not the thumbstick. I preferred the pad to mm. using a thumbstick. It was yeah. pretty precise once you get used to it. It's a mm. little sensitive because it's so small. Uh, but once you get a feel so for it, so small but like it's it's not like a um uh, a trackpad on a laptop it's 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 a little square uh it's probably familiar to people who used a steam controller honestly um all four of you yeah right um <laughs> i'm one of the four yeah right yeah you're you're I, one every There's... time i used it i went and i threw it <laughs> i threw it on the ground and was like give me my xbox controller yeah right um yeah. So, uh, and, and I guess that, that sort of gets into, um, uh, I, I can't think of anything, uh, because I've mostly not tried anything on the deck that hasn't been either verified or like the yellow. Mm-hmm. It's kind of good. Uh, but playable. how, how about, yeah, playable. Um, how about you guys? Have you found any games that you specifically thought should work, but didn't? Yes. Devil May Cry HD collection. Oh, huh. It works gameplay wise, but every cutscene is black and all you hear is audio. Ooh. Yeah, you it's get, probably because no of video. It's probably because of whatever from, audio codec it's they of codex, use. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It Ooh. uses WMV codecs, which apparently Proton is not compatible with. Nobody's figured out a way to make it work. But yeah. the actual gameplay is fine. But hope you don't care about the story. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. So here's here's my actual they. Oh, and flower. I mentioned that last week though. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're just oh, spazzing out. It just was spazzing out like crazy. Wow. Yeah. It just it says it's verified, but graphically it was just like glitching, and I was like. I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. I um I had some similar glitch issues when I played Alpha Protocol, which I, I think it was like a question mark. It was like nobody cares enough about this game mm-hmm. for us to know if it works. Uh, and what I had to do was go through. You can find a tutorial for this, but I went through the steps to download um, the like beta version of uh, Proton um, that that like isn't necessarily as stable but includes fixes for some things like in alpha protocol i was getting a lot of like um uh artifacting like big green pixely artifacts um and uh and that was pretty easily fixed by doing that but Mm -hmm. uh there is a this is my real example of this should not have been steam deck verified um there's a there's a welsh company that uh, it might just be, I think it's called Wales Interactive, but they uh, they make a bunch of like FMV adventure games. Um, uh, and I bought a collection of them because they were all Steam verified. And the one I decided to try first is called Nightbook. Um, and I loaded it up and I tried to start it and it gave me a like test pattern and a bunch <laughs> of choices 
which don't even seem to be in the same order as the actual game. And <laughs> and so you would just like make a bunch of choices straight in a row. And I got some achievements of like, you made friends with this guy or like you decided <laughs> to give your dad the pills. Like, what the fuck did I just <laughs> What did I actually do? Yeah. It and it was, was verified? Yeah. So, Dang. so that's definitely the video codec not working. You, you and one other person on this world are really disappointed. So I know, right? <laughs> uh, I've got one that is extremely me. Uh, so Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. Oh, uh, yeah. It keeps it, having... say it's verified? So it is. So that yeah. th- here's the thing, though. So, so uh, they keep coming out with content for it, and I'm a huge Dragon Ball Z fan, so I yeah. play Dragon Ball. That's like the, the Dragon Ball slot. Th- that's the ultimate DBZ fan service game, it seems, because yeah. they, they are just pouring everything in it. Like, D- what, what Dead by Daylight is for horror fans, Xenoverse <laughs> 2 is for Dragon Ball fans. I mean, kind, yeah, kind of, because it, it's like they took pieces of the, the defunct MMO and, like, put it in there, and then put a whole bunch of other games inside of it, and yeah. made created characters, and... <laughs> All this other kind of stuff, and it's. Hold on. I'm going to interrupt you real fast, Gary. Yeah. You, when you said MMO, it spurred my brain. Did you ever play the Half Life Two Dragon Ball mod? No. <laughs> How about the Quake Three Dragon Ball? Mod? No. Okay. Call yourself a fan. No, Man. I tell you guys that <laughs> multiple times. I've said it many times on this show. I don't like mods. <laughs> I don't like mods. I play the game as it's intended. Well, it wasn't a mod. It was a uh, mod. Hmm. Mod like is maybe custom. not the right term. It was a, a game built with the engine. It sure, was like yeah. a third party. It no. was shit. Okay. Anyway, you didn't it was, it was terrible. No. I play fan games and stuff like that. Yeah, but like modding. Yeah, I'm not into modding. Yeah. Um, the, the Dragon Ball Z one was apparently pretty cool. Um, mm. uh, person we talk about a lot on the show, Matt McMuscles, apparently. Person you talk about a lot. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> apparently bought Quake 3 because of that mod. Uh, and then shortly thereafter, it was uh, cease and desisted. Nice. So, nice. Quake, stuff. Quake 3 Arena is a great game. Yeah, it is. Hard uh, as fuck. So I so Xenoverse it plays and it works fantastic, but it uses easy anti cheat. Um, mm. It uses specifically the easy oh. anti cheat that's not compatible with the Steam Deck or not compatible with Linux. Yeah, and so you go and part of it is playing online, and you can't play online, which means that you can't download like the event that's happening at that point. So if you're wanting to interact with the community or play the specific event that's going on, you can't play it on the Steam Deck. Oh. But you can play offline and do like all the modes and do all the other stuff. And th- hmm. that's, it's fine, but it like, it doesn't perform super well. And the load times are strangely long. And I think it's huh. because it's like circumventing the easy anti-cheat oh. because that's always running in the background, whether it's working or not. And so the way that they got it verified was they built workarounds into the game rather than just building in a different anti-cheat. well i think that the way that they do the process is they probably have a whole bunch of testers they load up a game they they look at the steam charts and they just start going from the top steam game <laughs> down and xenoverse still has a pretty active community and they load they fired up the game yep. and they were able to load in and they're like multiplayer doesn't work whatever you can still play it and like to be verified it's like it has to fire up it has to play without you having to do any type of modifications and the default control scheme works. Yep. That's what it takes to be verified. I mean, I've seen oh, ones the, that have the, the text ex- has to be readable. The text has to be. Yeah. Because the yeah, exclamation like, point is like the text might be small. And I'm yeah, like, go fuck like, yourself. Yeah. Come on, like, man. <laughs> come on. And, and it, and it gives you, you might this... have to sign in and use the on-screen keyboard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's and really it, hard. For sure. Steam X. It, it gives you this bit. Yeah. It gives you this big tutorial every time you, you start a game for the first time that has the, Hey, the text might be small of, Hey, did you know you can zoom in on the screen? 
Um, and like, I've never needed to even on those games. It's outrageous. Yeah, it's but. crazy. It's crazy. What's the, what's a game that you guys have played that you were surprised worked either because it's kind of similar question, mm-hmm. uh, but either because it was like so graphically impressive, or you just or you know whatever. Ooh, I've I've got a a, a big one. Uh, so my my reason it, for being surprised that it works uh, is not necessarily because it's graphically impressive, not that it isn't, but because it's so old. Uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance like mm. runs really well. On, oh, nice on the Steam Deck. Nice. It's it's uh it's great. It like the default controls work perfectly, which I guess it's a console game first basically so it's it, like 360 era yeah uh, yeah so mm-hmm. it, it makes sense that uh that it would work with uh console controls but it yeah it's totally totally fine um mm-hmm. and yeah when i've been uh impressed by stuff that's uh that steam deck verified it's like because it's um it's either too old or too small for the developers to care enough or have the resources to to put into it mm-hmm. um uh yeah there there's uh unfortunately there's this uh really interesting looking like tactics rpg called other side um that came out a little while ago that uh ha- is technically unsupported because of video codec issues uh and otherwise works fine and somebody asked in the forums hey are are you when are you gonna make this uh work for steam deck and the developer said uh never yeah uh yeah it's it's a chinese developer i think like probably steam deck doesn't have a lot of traction over there and they probably just don't care but yeah it's too bad for those who don't have one uh, they are now just available. Yeah, they're, nope. they're, they're back not, on pre-order. Oh, they're back. Damn, they're back. Like literally two days ago. I there looked. was like two uh-huh. days that it had in oh, the okay. sun, and then it was uh, like never mind. sad. Scratch times. that from your brains. For those who have a Steam Deck, the Steam Dock is out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is a basic dock for ninety bucks. Also, have you guys dropped yours? I've dropped mine. No, I haven't dropped mine. Let uh, me phrase that. I did not drop mine. My kid dropped mine. Oh, yikes! He knocked it off the table, and I went. <gasps> And it's, it's fine though, right? Uh, it just the, clicks sometimes. The case came apart a little bit. I had to yeah. snap it back together, but it's fine. It's fine otherwise. For graphically impressive games, I would say I was very shocked and surprised that Spider-Man ran as well as it did. Yeah. I mean, you would have My, some. Mine stays gone. Yeah. Yeah, you you would have like minor hitches if the world was loading, but then it was like I was just swinging through Manhattan or going into straight from that game. Beautifully seems like action into cutscene back into action and it never missed a beat um same thing with elden ring i was messing around with the settings that's amazing i was advising a whole lot of people like hey do these settings switch your screen to 40 hertz like bring it down so that you can get a more battery life and better performance out of it but the main problem is that Elden Ring and the engine that it's built on is based off of frame timing. So everything is built <laughs> off of it either running at 30 frames per second or 60 frames per second. Yep. And limiting the frames on the Steam Deck is using a third-party tool to like limit the frames. So it makes your input delay. So if you take a game that's built for 60 and you use the little slider on there to go to 30, it... Um, doubles your input speed. So I hit dodge and you're waiting like a full second for the command to hit. Yeah. And I didn't notice that. And I actually beat some bosses because, you know, your brain, you get used to the delay, whatever. Yeah, um, you just. To quote, to quote the great Dadodoya on YouTube, I was born at 19 frames. <laughs> 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 but uh, I, I sense 
have said, okay, whatever the, it will last about an hour and 15 minutes on full bore mode. And I've, I've adjusted the settings and those type of things, but I've beaten major bosses. I beat the fire giant at, um, for those of you who played know that it's, it's kind of a tough, long boss fight. And I beat it in one sitting on my steam deck. And it's where you have to have frame perfect dodging. You have to be able to react and attack and press a bunch of buttons at the same time. And it, it works great loading into the open world, riding torrent through your horse, your steed through the whole open world. You get some hitching and some weird stuff, but like you're playing it on an eight inch or seven inch screen at 720 P or 800 P and it it works great. And if you do just a little bit of tweaking to some of these great games, it, they run even better. No tweaks. But yeah, just, but Zach's a no I, tweaks person who plays Counter Strike. So press, just press play. Yeah, I've I've generally That's my theory. <laughs> I've generally not tweaked except for downloading the um, the custom or like the yeah. the beta uh, Proton uh, framework. Um, I, I'm like that honestly. I'm I'm that way in regular PC games too, though. I'm like I, yeah, just, I know I load the game, change the resolution to what I want. I'm like, yeah. here we go. I'm good. Like I don't. I just don't care. Yeah, but that's the thing is that you don't. So PCs are not like consoles, and this is a handheld PC. So if you mm-hmm. don't adjust it, well, I've had it, PCs for longer. It'll, 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 I just, it, I just it, don't care. It will make it will make wrong guesses, and you will get terrible performance if you don't customize it. Yeah. But once you customize it. Steam saves it, and then you never have to do it again. And it saves it per platform now because it now has the platform configurator. So it's like if it detects that you sign into another computer that doesn't match the configuration of your computer, it will load completely different settings for that computer based off of what it thinks it should do. Gary, that requires literally three minutes of my life. Ah, I'm (laughs) going to lose my fucking mind. Also, it's fun because it makes you mad. Yep. It makes me mad well, because of Counter-Strike. I'm going to rip your CPU out and you'll never What's be able to play Counter- What are you talking yeah. about with Counter-Strike? Where is this coming Man. from? Counter-Strike. You'll never be able to play it again. I have multiple computers. No, you oh, don't. no. <laughs> I mean, destroy a- them all. Sorry, Cassandra. Run, <laughs> anything can run CSGO. So you, you your Switch can run CSGO. Yeah, right. Uh, well, well, I, I think it's It safe is deck to- verified. Ooh. It is, I think it's safe <laughs> to say that we are all happy that we purchased them. Um, yeah, I am. I, I mean, it was expensive. But I've been enjoying it so far. It's it's made a big difference to me. It's really mm-hmm. revitalized my interest in playing games in a lot of cases. Because like the Switch library, the Switch power is uh, a factor in uh, the available games and the quality of the available games. And it was starting to get to me that it was so much weaker than all of my other options. But the convenience mm-hmm. was so powerful. And now I have a better... Uh, compromise between slow down cowboy (laughs) yeah right yeah but i I find myself like i have yet to bring my steam deck on a trip yeah i i don't travel with it when we went on a trip i brought my my switch instead and i use my switch on the plane ride home for like 30 minutes see i I actually (laughs) sorry the most recent trip i took with you was i brought my ds That's but, true. Yeah, right. That's true. But, I'm bring, by the way, I'm, this weekend I'm bringing my DS. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm not bringing I mean, my. I'm not bringing my deck. Well, it's the Portland the Retro Game. Battery lasts 37 days. <laughs> yeah, right. It's the Portland Retro Game Expo, so you've got to bring something old. I'm gonna bring my it's Game true. Boy. <gasps> you just made me think. I have a Game Boy fanny pack. Oh, oh my gotta, god! I gotta wear that. Uh, it, you got to get the snake light too. Oh, worm light. Worm light. Yes, god. that's the one. Reach behind you, Zach. Yeah. Oh. Is it a worm light? No, it's not a worm light. <laughs> you got me really excited. Oh yeah, the Game Boy Advance. The... Which uh, Ian, uh, master woodworker, 
uh, from before it gave me a turtle. I was like, Oh, I need a turtle hermit. He's like, Oh, you need some stickers. Let me give you some stickers. And he's like, I've got these dragon ball stickers. I'm like, do you have a turtle hermit? Like symbol sticker? He goes, yeah. And I go, wow, it's going on top of that. Nice. So perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, I forgot. I have, it's, it's an official like Nintendo branded game boy fanny pack that it was like a game boy carrying case. Nice. I'm going to have to bust that. I have to find it. Where is it? It's in a box. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, uh, Hope that you find it so we can take a photo of you with it at the the Portland Retro Game Expo. I have a Game Boy shirt. You have to wear all clothes from the 90s. Yep. Hypercolor. I I have a Budweiser 90s hat. We have so many thrift stores. (laughs) Like, let's just go to the thrift stores. (laughs) Yeah, Bellingham, the land of thrift stores. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so uh, as of recording, we are going to that this weekend. Uh, We've been talking about maybe recording an episode next week as well, even though we usually do every two weeks. Uh, so yeah. that uh, we can talk about the the expo uh, shortly after coming back from it, um, but uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see if we uh, end up doing that. But that's uh, that's our our plan for this weekend at the date of recording. Um, yeah, and I I think that does it for our episode for this week. So uh, you can find us on all the social media: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Twitch, like right now, uh, at Cohops Podcast. Uh, you can send an email to us at cohopspodcast at gmail.com. Um, and uh, yeah, I I think uh, based on how empty our growler is, I think we all uh, enjoyed this beer pretty well. Yeah, it's tapped. Yep. I thoroughly enjoyed it. In the yeah. immortal words of the Gorilla Man, it oh. good. It good. Oh. Uh, we, we got a question in the chat from... Uh, um, damon 99 uh how much beer do you guys usually oh no this was from uh... no it was from barry it was from barry yeah it's uh, from barry. <laughs> uh yeah uh how much beer do you guys drink when you do this uh usually we split a six pack and each have one or two uh in the early days it was uh a little more in the early days where we each get our own six pack yeah. yeah, and then we realized that was unsustainable. <laughs> that was a lot and of beer. And then my fridge got full. Yeah. Yeah, but this was two liters, and I had two pints. I had mm-hmm. two gla- I had like a glass and 75% of a second glass. Yeah, I am going to have had two glasses, but I'm an unbelievably slow beer drinker. I usually drink like a can. I may- usually do one one can or bottle. That's, that's kind of my limit. Um, not because I can't drink more, but because I just choose not to. Yeah, I would drink all the leftovers so it would usually be like three i think my max one time when i got really rowdy was like four cans you did four cans yeah yeah. you did that was a big endorsement was that was that only 805 that i did no you've done it for multiple yeah i I don't i don't remember what what they all were but we're nearing 60 episodes so i probably have drank quite a much quite a much of beer right yes or early on i was drinking keep beefing (laughs) 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 early on i was two to three cans an episode but i've just i've just cut back Friend, uh, friend of the show, Gin Zaraki in Discord, uh, has been experimenting with uh, the Imperial ciders recently. Ugh. The like eight or nine percenters. Those aren't hopped. They're not. Wait, They're not. But don't bring like, them up. If you want to get smashed, man, like, yeah. yeah. That's the way to go. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just too sweet. That's the problem. I don't really like, like the flavor. Of them, I get honestly. through one. I get through one, and I'm like, man, this is this is good, but it's it's so sweet. Yeah, and and I don't mind it. Maybe I just have a sweet to- sweet tooth, but yeah. uh, I find ciders. Uh, I'm more likely to uh, be okay with drinking a cider at any given moment than a beer because there's something 
it's like coffee. I love it, but it, it's there's a complexity to the flavor that I kind of have to be in the right mindset to appreciate. See, I, at just, a, at a re- I love bitter. A, yeah, I, I've I've learned for some things like I don't I'm not a big fan of coffee, mm-hmm. but I like dark chocolate. I like you know IPA really bitter IPAs. Mm-hmm. And I, I at a recent game night we had it was it was uh, Daniel and my wife and and some other friends um, Kale and his wife, and we were playing a game and, and I brought um, I brought an IPA and my wife brought a, a cider. And I drank an IPA, and then I tried a cider, and I was like, "Man, eh, back to the IPA." Yeah, you. Well, <laughs> also, you can't just like flip flop between Ooh, those, man. No. Yes, you can. I mean, There's you so, can. You have to have a gradient. It would. It would be like. There's no middle ground. Yeah, the middle like, ground were, was would be uh, Budweiser. The middle ground was Oreos and peanut M and M's. Oh, come on! You have to go like cider lager IPA or yeah. something. Yeah, like, you, you, have have to, you have to gradient. Yeah, taper. Wild card. Amazing. Yeah. There's no, there's no police for my taste buds. I can no. do what I want. Absolute mad lad over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and man. I'm, what, do, what do you like? Six level six hundred Roblox. <laughs> I don't know how Roblox. I, I don't know how it works work. either. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bet your I son should is know my children play it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's game dependent. I, oh. dude, I so yes. Okay. Oh dude. wait. That, no, we that, need to stop Roblox. Okay. Stop. We need to stop. All right. On that bombshell, it is time to end our episode. Uh, yeah, check us out on all the social places. That... At Co-op's podcast on Roblox. Yes. Oh, man. Can you imagine our, kill you. <laughs> our off-week stream is Roblox? <laughs> okay, we have to Can stop Can we play before. Piggy on our off-week stream? What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? It's like a weird horror Roblox game. Oh. That sounds interesting. I quit, Maybe not. I quit life. Okay. <laughs> Episode 52. Well, before before Garrett uh, de- decides to uh, end his role on our podcast, uh, we'd better cut it off here. But uh, yeah, join us next time uh, on the Co-Hops podcast where we will be talking about the Portland Retro Game Expo. And Piggy. And Piggy. And not Piggy. Well, maybe I'll talk about Pig from uh, Dead by Daylight. Or the Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Amazing movie. Check those out instead of whatever this horror Roblox Instead thing of is. all of that, watch Con Air. Oh, yeah. Instead of all of that, good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>